in liberating strife who more than self their country love singing about tonight is this America sweet America Welcome everybody you are talking tables with Bill, Bill and David, David. <laughs> Happy July everybody on this month's episode, David and I are going to take a deeper dive into the owner's manuals and IFUs and discuss some potentially little-known facts. Take a look. It's in a book. It's owner's manuals. Wow. Thanks, David. That was, that was something. I'm going to start off today with the 3603 owner's manuals. Let's talk about section 2-5, classifications. Skytron tables are class one equipment. This is laid out within the owner's manual under section 2-5. It also gives you the IPX rating for the table, which is IPX4. Whoa, whoa, what, Bill, what does IPX4 actually mean? Great question, David. IPX4 is an ingress protection rating. Skytron tables are rated to IPX4, which essentially means that they're splash proof. They are not waterproof. To achieve a rating of IPX4, Basically, the tables are put into what would be probably classified as a giant shower. The shower is ran for a specific length of time, and then the product is opened up to see if any fluid has ingressed into the table. If any fluid ingresses into the table or its components, the test has failed. Again, this does not indicate that the product is waterproof. It is splash-proof. Hmm. Kind of makes sense there, Bill. But what about the Class 1 rating? Well, David, Class 1 devices are considered to be the lowest risk of all medical devices and are therefore required to comply with the lowest level of regulatory control. Other examples of Class 1 devices would include elastic bandages, dental floss, and enemas. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading that off the internet. It's important to know that a table is a Class 1 device because many times we're asked by customers to fill out forms or paperwork before a sale or preceding a sale that are geared toward a higher class of product. Lights, for example, are class two, along with booms. It does seem kind of strange that a table, which is holding a patient, is only class one, while a light, which is above a patient, is a class two, but that's just the way things have worked out. So many times, if you get a customer asking you a lot of questions you're unfamiliar with, it's because they're asking you questions that are geared towards a higher classification product. In those cases, we need to tell them that a surgical table is a class one 510k exempt device. And again, you can find this in your owner's manual. Hey, Bill. Quick question here. I was at a facility the other day, wheeled in a table. Biomed came through to check the table before I brought it back to surgery. They asked me right offhand, what's the current leakage for this table? Well, David, that just happens to be in the manual too. Section 2.6 electrical specifications states, our current leakage must be less than 500 microamps. So when Biomed is doing that leakage testing and they're looking for a pass-fail, most of them will probably know this offhand, but just in case they don't or they forget, you can find it in the manual. Ooh, shocking. Here's something interesting I found in the owner's manual. 
routine inspections. There are daily, weekly, and monthly inspections to be done by the end user. So if you're thinking about a daily inspection, let me just give you a clue here. Inspect all table pads for damage. I think we're all well aware of that inspection. Another one here, inspect the power cord and plug for any signs of burns or damage. Test the operation of the main power switch. Test all functions of the pendant control for the proper table movement. And there's a few more in there as well, but the weekly performed inspections would include checking the safety interlock system function and the audible alarms with those, checking each function for movement to ensure that the table has a quiet and smooth operation. Performed monthly by the end user should be an inspection of the casters and hydraulic floor lock assemblies, just making sure those are clean and inspecting the condition of the pendant control cord, make sure there's no tears, external stretching, inspecting the condition of the table pads as well. Even though that's done daily, it's a good thing to go through it monthly. Once again, you can find this in the owner's manual for routine inspections 5-2. Thanks, David. It's good to know. One common question is, what's the service life of a table? You can find the answer to that in section 5-8. It's under disposal instructions. It simply states the end of the useful life for the Skytron surgical table is 10 years under normal operating conditions. Service parts are available for this period. So when you get asked by your customer, what's the typical service life? It's written down in the manual as 10 years. Hey, Bill, we just got a question about a replacement part number for a transfer board cover. Where would I find that information? Well, David, as you know, we don't have an owner's manual for table accessories, but we do have IFUs, instructions for use. And if you go to the transfer board IFU, you'll see that all three transfer boards are covered on the single IFU. And if you scroll down to the very bottom of the IFUs, I believe it is page nine, you will see the replacement part numbers, which includes the covers. One more quick question here, Bill. How much does a transfer board weigh? Another item covered in the IFU, David, as I mentioned, this IFU covers three different transfer boards, but laid out on page one is the individual lengths, widths, and weights of each transfer board. Additionally, you can find weight capacities and table model compatibility. You know, Bill, something that I've noticed here with the reps um, looking for replacement parts is they'll utilize item availability, which is a great tool and it gives a lot of information. But I just want to let everyone know that within certain IFUs, every replacement part that is available for an accessory is usually located you know, towards the back of that IFU. So typically what you'll see is a diagram of that ac accessory, such as the general tilt seat. And then there'll be a bracket that needs to be replaced or seven different replacement items as simple as a screw. This is probably the best way to notice what is replaceable on that accessory and the quantities needed. So once you locate that part number visually in the IFU, you can then put that in item availability and get more information. One last thing I want to mention in the IFUs is it does describe the installation instructions, but if you or your customer requires additional information for installation, always feel free to reach out. Phone call, email, we can always do something over Zoom, but I do prefer if you just sent a postmarked letter. I'd like to take a second to thank everybody out there. We had a really good table sales month of June, you know, despite COVID and all the challenges that brings. We uh, sold a lot of tables and I just kind of wanted to go over some of the, the numbers and share what table models are hot right now and which ones are not. 
Breaking down the customer order lines for June, created in June, the 6702 is our best-selling table with 26 units, closely followed by 3503, and then followed by the 3603 with 21 units. It's a little bit interesting. We had a, a total sale of over 80 tables this month, which is great. You know, the fact that the 3603 was third on the list is pretty different, quite frankly, but I think that's great. We see a lot of 6702 sales and a lot, a lot of 3503 sales. What does that actually mean? I, I don't know if we can really take anything out of that. It's just one month. We'll have to see if the trend continues. Maybe we're starting to see a preference towards the lower cost uh, tables. Somehow I doubt it. I think 3603 will definitely end the year as our best-selling table, but let's wait and see. Anyway, great work, everybody. I really appreciate it. I, I know that under the, the current conditions, it's been difficult. Uh, you've obviously managed to work your way around any of those challenges, and it's a nice, nice sales number of over 80 tables for June. Thanks a lot, team. Way to go. Today's episode was brought to you by Food Hoarders. Headed to the store to purchase basic items for your July 4th barbecue? Think again. For some reason, there's been a run on pickles, and none are available. Thank you, food hoarders. Delicious. Take the time to stop and thank a local food hoarder. They can be easily recognized by glancing at their shopping cart. If it's full of 100 bottles of fancy ketchup, there's your food hoarder. But beware, do not make eye contact or they will get overly aggressive and steal your cart. Okay, I think that wraps up this month's episode. I hope everybody had a great 4th of July, and stay safe. Have a great one, everybody. Thanks, everyone.